profit first doesn't mean that you're not taking care of your employees first. It doesn't mean that you aren't prioritizing your clients or the services that you provide or that you aren't involved in your community. These are all related to having passion and purpose and is separate from profits. But profits are something we want to focus on. Profitability of your company is a key metric that not only should be one that you track, it's a must. Welcome to the Women Choosing Growth Podcast, where we feature inspiring stories of success, challenges of growth, and lessons learned from women entrepreneurs, industry experts, and thought leaders who have been through the growing pains inevitable as an entrepreneur. Whether you are just getting started or are looking to scale up your business, our show is designed to provide you with the tools, resources, and community you need to grow your business. Join your host, Tina Sue, a lifelong entrepreneur and business growth advisor, as we explore topics such as marketing, sales, finance, leadership, and personal growth, all tailored specifically to the needs of women entrepreneurs. So if you're ready to grow your business faster and smarter, then this podcast is for you. Thanks for tuning in and let's get started. Welcome to another episode. Today's topic is one of my favorites because I have so many conversations with business owners over the past couple decades and it still amazes me how many people have different opinions on where profits are or should be in the priority list of entrepreneurs. I've personally worked with all sorts of industries ranging from service, products, software, retail, and also plenty of nonprofit organizations. If asked a simple question like, how much profit do you want to make this year? The answer can be widely different with some looking at me like deer in the headlights. Others sometimes dare to say they are not in business to make a profit. First off, I call bullshit. Even nonprofits have to make a profit. If they didn't need to make a profit, they wouldn't need to have donations. Honestly, non, a lot of nonprofits make a lot of profit. Any business that doesn't want to make a profit is called a hobby. So today, I want to empower you to make profit-first mentality and game plan. I promise you that you will thank me later for this if it's the first time you're hearing about profit-first. So profit first essentially means that your primary goal is to make a profit. I mean, you didn't go into business to not make any money, did you? Now, based on my experiences mentioned before, some of you are in your head right now or even shaking your head saying, well, I don't need a lot of money. I love what I do. Or you may be thinking that you don't want to be one of those greedy corporate people who just think about the numbers and the bottom line. Now, let's face it, we've all heard of, if not worked for, companies like that. So let me be clear. That is not what profit first means. Profit first doesn't mean that you're not taking care of your employees first. It doesn't mean that you aren't prioritizing your clients or the services that you provide or that you aren't involved in your community. These are all related to having passion and purpose and is separate from profits. Although you may have heard me talk about passion, perfect profits, passion, perfect purpose and profits through one of my speeches on stage, even though I seem to not be able to speak right now. But profits are something we want to focus on. Profitability of your company is a key metric that not only should be one that you track, it's a must. Profit doesn't just happen after years of hard work. 
Profit isn't the number that falls to the bottom of your financial statement. Profit isn't the money that's left over after all the bills are paid. Profit is how you build your business plan backwards. Well, backwards from the way most entrepreneurs are taught anyway. See, we have this challenge with some, but not all business owners, because in business school, finance classes, and just about everywhere that teaches you business, sales is at the top. It's the thing you need in order to get any kind of profit. So to some extent, you could argue that it makes sense. When you see your financial statement, it also makes sense because sales is at the top. So you have sales costs associated with your sales, either whether it's a product or service. And you have your ordinary business expenses like rent or advertising, for example. And at the very bottom of your financial statement is the lonely little line called profit. So my goal is to have you look at your business differently and build your next quarterly or annual plan based on profit first. So to do that, there's a couple elements to get this right. Number one, we need to shift your mindset. Similar to what I was just mentioning, profit is not a leftover. Profit needs to be how you build your plan. This can be a negative profit while building your business or getting started, but it's a number you know as part of your plan and you're willing to invest. So if it's a a negative number, again, negative profit is still profit and it shouldn't be looked at as a loss, but rather an investment. If you know you're going into a year of growth or you're just getting started, It's okay to have a negative profit, but it's part of your plan. Personally, I only consider it a loss if you weren't planning on having a loss. So for established businesses, profit is the amount you want and plan to bring home after all expenses are paid. And most of the time included in those expenses is already your salary. So you should be paid for what you do and the expertise that you bring to your own business. And profit would be the money that you want in addition to your salary and all expenses. So if someone asks you what your profits will be next year, you can easily give them a precise range. Second of all, profit allocation. So how do you start with profits first, you may ask? You simply build the plan backwards so you know exactly what percent of every dollar sold you want to go to these profits. You also set aside the percent of every dollar it costs you to produce your products or service. As long as you've been in business for a bit, you will have these numbers from your historical or your traditional financial statements. The difference now with a profit-first mentality is that every time you make a dollar in a sale, you're putting part of that dollar in other accounts for your profit rather than just waiting to see what's left over after you spend everything on expenses This approach empowers you to ensure profitability from the outset. Profit won't be a guess. This profit allocation can also be used in your personal planning. So little story here. Depending on how old you are, you may have heard or used some variation of the envelope savings. I did this with both of my kids and I started them, gosh, probably even earlier than toddlers um, with this mentality. So the concept isn't hard. Basically, how it works is that anytime they got money from grandma or a special occasion like a birthday or their first communion, they had to divide their money into their envelopes. So both my children had little recipe boxes, like a little three by five, I think it was, whatever the size of an envelope is, and had about five or so envelopes in there. And they, so they had their own 
little recipe box with their own envelopes in their own rooms. The envelopes were marked with, with different expenses or different buckets that we were saving for. Church was always in there. College fund was always in there. And there was a fun envelope labeled fun. And then anything that they were specifically saving for, depending on the time of the year and how old they were. As they got older, they needed to save more for more expensive things. I remember specifically my daughter was saving for a bike that she wanted. And so she had an envelope with the word bike on it. At one point, I also remember my son was saving for his first PS4, although I think back then it might have been an Xbox or probably something even older than that. But it was his first little gaming machine. So how it works is that if they received 20 bucks from grandma at Christmas, they had to divide up their money into each of those envelopes. No envelope was skipped. In this case, the fun envelope was the profit. The others were expenses that they had to account for. Money had to go in the college account. It had to go in the church account. The fun envelope is what they got to take to the store with me when I went shopping. And depending on how much they let build up in that envelope is how much they got to spend at the store. Again, this is their profit. So how bad did they want that PS4 or the bike determine how much they put into the fun envelope? Many times they were not shopping at the store with their fun envelope because they didn't put enough money in there because they were purposely saving for the whatever the big thing was that they were saving for. Are you an accomplished woman business owner with a story to tell? Do you crave a platform where you can share your journey, the good, the bad, and the ugly? Hey, everyone, it's Tina here. If you're fans of the show, then you know we are a show that celebrates the strengths and resilience of women entrepreneurs just like you. As we're getting this podcasting community going, I thought it would be fitting to extend an invitation to apply to join me as a guest on our Top 100 podcast platform. I started Women Choosing Growth because I believe that real growth happens when we come together and share our expertise and our experiences. We want to hear your inspiring stories, the challenges you face, and the lessons you've learned on your entrepreneur journey. Whether you've triumphed over adversity or faced setbacks head on, your story has the power to inspire and empower other women just like you. This platform is for you to showcase your achievements, highlight your expertise, and create meaningful connections within our community. So if you're a fearless woman business owner, unafraid to open up about your path to success, we want you on our show. Go to www.womenchoosinggrowth.com and join our community. From there, you'll be given the chance to fill out the short application. If you believe that you have a story to share, then why not? Once again, it's www.womenchoosinggrowth.com. I can't wait to feature more amazing and talented women in this community. Now, back to the show. And by the way, I did not pitch in. There was no borrowing from mom because I was determined to have my children be financially responsible as adults. Although I do have to confess, the Tooth Fairy did have to borrow from one of the envelopes once because the Tooth Fairy did not plan to have a tooth fall out an hour before bed. The Tooth Fairy never seemed to carry cash. So the envelope, the money for that envelope, the Tooth Fairy borrowed did get reimbursed, but the guilt is still clearly here. (laughs) So I digress. The concept of that 
those envelopes is the same as profit first. The mentality applies to your business. Instead of money from grandma, you get money from a customer. You divide that 20 bucks up, but you start with profit first. How much of every dollar do you want to be profits? 1% is fine. It doesn't have to be big, but it has to be first. It can be half percent. The, the percent or the dollar amount doesn't matter. It's just that it is part of your plan and is an automatic. You don't get to choose if you're going to give yourself a profit on that customer's purchase or not. So to take, make this math, make it a math problem. So stay with me, you non-math people. I'll try and make it easy on you. So if you sold a thing for 20 bucks, let's say your profit is 10... You want to set your profit as 10% of revenue, which is a whole 2 bucks. So for every $20 widget you sell, you get $2 of profit. Your staff costs you 50% for... And, and again, percents are important because that's how it is easily put into a plan so that you can grow with it too. Because $10 is that 50% for your staff. All other expenses in this scenario add up to 40% or 8 bucks. So that adds up 100% to $20. So that's your plan and it works until life happens, as we know it does. So especially if we use examples of life and what has happened recently with salary increases that have occurred in the last few years. So salary increased a lot in many industries. So in this example, you're still selling your product for 20 bucks. You want $10 in profit, which is still $2. Your other expenses are still $8, but your wages now went up from 50% of every dollar to 55%. So now it's $11. It used to be 10. So that is how now 105% of your sales. So what happens? Like you, you only made $20, but you have to pay 21. In a traditional business model, that means you cut your profits. You wouldn't make the $2. You would only make one. And I see, I can see in my head, some of your heads nodding like, yep, that's how it works. If I spend more than I make, I take home less. Others listening may have a perplexed look on your face and wondering, okay, Tina, but what's the solution if labor goes up and I can't raise my prices? What can I possibly do? Well, that's exactly the question you have to ask yourself as the business owner. Ask yourself if you really can't raise your prices. Would this product really sit on the shelf if it cost a few more dollars? Or if you're in a service business, how many clients would you actually lose if you slightly raised your prices to accommodate the salary increase? Sometimes the solution isn't a raise in price at all. And it's actually a reason to dive into your expenses and see where you can save. For instance, are you shopping business insurance rates every year to get the best prices? Because you should. Do you have reoccurring subscriptions you forgot to cancel and are still showing up on your credit cards? I think we have that. We probably all have that even on our personal credit cards. So surprisingly, this is really common. But in with the traditional profit is a leftover mentality... Many business owners just say, yep, I made less profit because I had to pay my people more. And that's okay because I love my staff. But if you can give yourself permission to keep that profit where it is as a percentage of sale, you will force yourself to look for other cost savings. Treat your profits like a vendor or a non-negotiable, like payroll, that you have to pay. That's the mindset that you want. Now, please hear me when I say you don't just set it and forget it. 
business change, plans change, you can adjust up as the business grows and you can adjust down. You can have a different percent of revenue in your plan for different seasons. The mindset is that you are focusing on it as part of your plan and it's not a leftover. You want to make sure when setting up your quote unquote envelopes for your business that you think of everything. One of the common overlooked expenses that should have a percent of every sale set aside is taxes. It's inevitable. Uncle Sam does come knocking. If you aren't planning for it, that can be a big hit to your financials. And even if you are really profitable, why hit your cash flow like that when you can set up a separate account just for taxes? Think about investments in the future. Maybe your business is looking to have a new location in a year or so. You may want to start saving for that. Or maybe they're your inventory heavy and you can put in a formula to always be setting aside inventory money into a separate account so that you, when you do have those big purchases, it doesn't hit your cash flow as, as a bigger chunk. So there's plenty of examples of where you can think about that and set up different accounts and different percentages for every sale that comes through so that everything is accounted for. While I'm talking about bank accounts, let's go back to those envelopes. Please don't use envelopes in your business. The envelopes from my children's years have been replaced with separate bank accounts. I personally live this way and my kids do too. I have multiple accounts with the same bank. When my pay comes in into my account, it is automatically divided. I have a tax account. I have a savings account. I have a household where my mortgage comes out and other set expenses like my internet, like the things that I know that I'm going to be spending. I can pretty much guess what that is every month. So it's more like fixed expenses. I have a vacation account. And then I have my regular checking where I buy my quote unquote fun stuff. So this is exactly how you can set up your business. It'd be an operating account, a payroll account, your profit account, maybe that new location or an inventory account. Make sure there's the tax account that we talked about. So you can set up automations in your bank to even make this easier so that every time you have certain, you know, whatever dollar amount come in, that a percentage of that is automatically transferred to some of these other accounts. Or if you don't feel quite ready to do that yet, you just put a little block on your calendar that once a week, you go in there, see what your sales were for the previous week, and you divide the money and just transfer it that way. I honestly could talk about the subject all day. And I love helping individuals really see the difference in their business when this mindset changes. Profits grow huge with this mindset shift. Ultimately, the aim of Profit First is to help you achieve financial freedom in your business Build a sustainable business that serves your long-term goals and aspirations, but also carries over into your personal finances too. A book that really goes into detail on this concept is Profit First, written by Mike Michalowicz. I'm just completely killed his name, <laughs> but he is a really, really well-known author. Uh, there's been many versions of this Profit First because it has been out forever Many, many successful business owners use the profit first mentality that he shares in his book. It's really tailored to be an actionable um, book and almost like a, he, there's also some work, workshops for entrepreneurs of all kinds of backgrounds, including all of you women here. So the book is on audio for people like me. 
uh, who listen to books while I'm walking, but it is more of a workshop. So if you do uh, audio, you can also download his worksheets. So I do highly recommend um, either diving into his book and getting the specifics on how you can really divide up. What I mentioned here today is just the tip of the iceberg of what he shares in his book as well. Or if you want to just simply start with your own envelope concept and build your plan for the next year or the next quarter, depending on when you're listening to this, and really build your financial forecast with that profit first mentality. Think about all those expenses, make it a percentage of sale, set up your bank accounts uh, online. A lot of times you don't even have to go into the bank anymore. You can just log in, create some additional savings accounts or checking accounts. Most of the time, you're probably just using savings and then set up that percentage of what you want to start transferring from your operating account or the account that your client money comes in. So I guess the point is to just take some action. I would love to hear your feedback on the impact of this mindset shift once you have implemented it. Feel free to reach out to me via social media or email. I'm very, very passionate about profits and really making your business the best that it can be. I want to hear how it changes your life. I'll see you on the next episode, ladies. Take care. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please be sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. The Woman Choosing Growth Show is not just another podcast. It's a tribe of women helping each other grow. So please share this podcast with all the women entrepreneurs that you would love to see succeed. If you'd like to know more about customized business advising through Cultivate Advisors, download business tools, or sign up for upcoming events, visit www.womenchoosinggrowth.com. Once again, that's www.womenchoosinggrowth.com. Remember, we are in this together. See you on the next one.